The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Cause Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to causelight.com slash SGP. That's causelight.com slash SGP. Also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by Stable Jewel. Stable Jewel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free or paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Head over to StableJewel.com to get started today. And of course, make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and all of our free podcasts. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can also follow the Twitter account for BetMUFC. That's at BetMUFC. At BetMUFC. Right off the bat, let me let you know the lock for this midweek slate of EPL games is over at BetMUFC. Now, I know I said that last time out, that would probably be the last time we would have a lock on Manchester United. But that was for Manchester United. I could not resist the temptation of going against Manchester United for this particular game. Manchester United visiting Liverpool. That game will be covered exclusively over at BetMUFC. And you can get that lock by listening to the show. It is a lock against Manchester United, not for Manchester United. For those of you that are looking to boost your betting bankroll, you need to check out my website, lockbetting.com. That's lockbetting.com. You can follow the Twitter account at lockbetting.com. That's at lockbetting.com. By doing that and looking at the pin tweet, you'll be able to see the PL for the previous month, the month of March. That was our 106 month in a row of transparent track profit. So to put that into perspective, We are six weeks away, providing we don't lose this month or next month, but we are six weeks away from saying we have 108 months in a row of transparent track profit. That will mean that for nine years, we haven't had a single losing month in sports betting. The PL is the pin tweet at lockbetting.com. Go and check it out. Underneath the bottom of that pin tweet, you can see little tags like NBA, tennis, soccer, etc. One of those tags at the bottom says P and L. 
So if you click the tag P and L, it will take you through to all of the previous P and L. So whereas you can see the month of March as the pinned tweet, you can also go back and look at February, January. You can see all of the spreadsheets from next year. You can see the profit verification from the members' comments at the bottom. And you can have a look at all of the plays that we give out. Make sure this is the service for you. You can see by the staking that everything is very, very sensible. It's just a case of, can I get these tennis plays? Can I get these NBA props? Does my book have these soccer markets available? Can I bet on WWE? You don't need to answer yes to all of those questions to make a profit. If you can answer yes to most of them, then you'll be guaranteed to make a profit with the service that has already delivered 106 months in a row of transparent track profit. This is not a lie. This is 100% fact. As I said, the comments underneath every single PL is from actual members verifying the fact that yes, we made this profit. No, I did not take away plays that lost. No, I did not add fake plays that were never given out. Every single play is actually legit. This is 100% verified. I generally have delivered 106 months in a row of transparent track profit and there's nobody else out there. Nobody that I know of that can say that when it comes to making a profit in sports betting. Moving on with this edition of the EPL show, we begin with Wednesday's games. As I reiterate, Liverpool versus Manchester United is covered exclusively over on BetMUFC. And that is where the lock is for this show. So we are going to break down the five games, the five other games that are happening in this midweek slate. But this show will not finish with a lock because the one lock is over at BetMUFC. And it is not for Manchester United. I'm not taking Manchester United to get some kind of positive result at Anfield tonight. It is against Manchester United. So it's not going against what I said, where I said I would not be taking a lock on Manchester United again. And it was a losing lock as well, because Manchester United somehow managed to concede two goals against Norwich City. Despite scoring three, they did not cover that minus 1.5 Asian handicap line. So I think they are jinxed as far as locks go. I won't be taking United again but I will be going against them. So head over to BetMUFC to get that play. So we begin with a big game here between Chelsea and Arsenal, a London derby where Arsenal are desperate to get something from the game. They've now lost three in a row and their Champions League hopes are fading. If they lose this game, that'll be four in a row and they'll go into the Manchester United game at the weekend, which is a key game for the top four off the back of four straight defeats. Chelsea are the 10 to 11 minus 110 favourites to hand them that defeat. It's five to two on the draw and it's 10 to three on Arsenal. Never in my wildest dreams did I think that Arsenal would blow it to this extent. Now, I was confident that Arsenal would blow it. When I worked out the running, I had both Manchester United and Tottenham finishing above them with Tottenham getting that fourth place spot. I felt like Manchester United's games were significantly diff more difficult than Tottenham's. And we have been dropping points to sides where we really shouldn't be dropping points against. We've been completely inconsistent throughout the season. We haven't had a really good winning run. Whereas we have been unbeaten for a while 
we haven't lost too many games compared to Tottenham and Arsenal. If you look since Ralph Regnick came in, he hasn't lost a whole load of games. He's just lost a handful. But we haven't been able to get over the line with wins. We've drawn too many games. We haven't been able to go on a winning run. Arsenal and Tottenham have both had those winning runs. I just felt that Arsenal would fall short. And they've proven me right. A couple of injuries, a young squad trying to get over the line. They seem like they're going to fall short. And I don't think things are going to get any better here for Chelsea, despite the fact that Chelsea last week had a Champions League quarterfinal, played 120 minutes and had an FA Cup semi-final at the weekend. This on paper would be their least important game. But I think they'll be able to manage a win here against an Arsenal side who I just cannot take to get anything in their recent form. They're definitely moving in the wrong direction. Arsenal have lost four of their last five Premier League games, whereas Chelsea have won nine of their last 11 matches with the dip coming where they lost back-to-back games. They did not turn up against Brentford. And they were just very, very lacklustre for one half against Real Madrid. And that has resulted in them exiting the Champions League. Chelsea coming to this having scored 11 goals in their last three games. And guess what? Romelu Lukaku hasn't scored any of them. And Kai Havertz is the man in form. He has scored in four of his last five Premier League matches. For me, this is too difficult a task here for Arsenal. I think Chelsea will be able to score a couple of goals here and win this game. I feel the Chelsea team total is appealing here at plus money at 65 plus 120 because it's difficult for me to see them holding Chelsea to just a single goal. So there's significant value there. But the simplest way to play this game is simply by taking Chelsea on the money line. I think there's value there at 10 to 11. Chelsea are trying to get over the line in the Champions League as well. They want to make sure that they get that done as soon as possible. They have an FA Cup final to look ahead to. And uh, Arsenal, they really just need to get something here in order to kickstart their run for the top four but unfortunately I think they'll fall short and hopefully this will damage their confidence enough to go into the game in a poor frame of mind against Manchester United in Saturday on Saturday and what will be a must-win game for Man U off the back of what I think will be a bad defeat at the hands of Liverpool at Anfield so Chelsea on the money line will be my selection here for this one. Up next, we move on to the game between Everton and Leicester, where Everton now are the 5-4 favourites. It's 12-5 on the draw, and it's 21-10 here on Leicester. Obviously, Everton turned up for the Man United game, but to see them here as this type of favourite doesn't wholly appeal to me. I do think they'll win the game. I think if pushed to to make a pick, which I am, I have to take a pick on every game. I do think Everton will find a way to get over the line. But the price of 5-4 to four doesn't really appeal to me too much. This is really more so a pick against Leicester, who have lost six of their last eight away trips in the Premier League. They even lost from being a goal up against Newcastle at the weekend. The Foxes have also conceded two goals per an away game in the league this season and that has been their Achilles heel. Their defence has gone to complete shit this season which is why they are now a mid-table team and Everton coming to this having won their last two home games. Their home form has been key. The massive win against Manchester United I think is why they're going to stay up coinciding with Burnley losing to Norwich on the same weekend and Sean Dyche being stacked Uh, being sacked I think that now for me the three teams being relegated are clear it's been clear for a while but obviously now you're not getting significant betting value on that relegation trio I think at the time where Everton were really sucked into it and you were getting plus money on picking the combination of Burnley Watford and Norwich I think that was the time to pounce 
at the moment, the relegation treble of Burnley, Norwich and Watford is available at 1-2, to two, minus 200. I still think there's value there with that selection. I know you're laying significant juice at minus 200, but who else goes down? Can you make a case for Leeds getting sucked back in there? Can you make a case for, for Everton not staying up at this point? You really can't. So sometimes, despite the fact that something is minus 200, you don't necessarily need to shy away from it. There is a way of investing in sports betting at juicy prices and uh, this is juicy for a reason despite the fact it is minus 200 I just cannot see any conceivable way that that one isn't going to cash I don't think Burnley are capable of staying up at this point they haven't employed another manager they won't have one in time for the Southampton game on Thursday and I think there's a very good chance that Everton could pick up another win here so while the money line doesn't appeal to me I do somehow think that Everton will manage to get over the line here against the Leicester team that have been poor at the back and pour away from home this season. Up next, we look at Newcastle versus Crystal Palace, where Newcastle are the 13 to 10 favourites. It's 11 to 5 on the draw, and it's also 11 to 5 on Palace. Newcastle are continuing to win despite the fact that they are completely safe now in the Premier League. They got another win at the weekend against Leicester, grinded that out in the 95th minute. St James's Park now is just a different place to go to and I feel that Newcastle will win here again, especially against the Palace side who may be deflated off the back of a loss in the FA Cup semi-final. Their defeat was a winning lock for us here on the EPL show as Chelsea advanced, keeping us 100% 4-0 in the FA Cup this season season. Newcastle coming to this having won eight of their 13 games in 2022, which is why they are completely safe. The Magpies have also won their last five home league games. However, the hosts have conceded a goal per game in the league in 2022, so Palace could contribute towards the scoring here, especially as Palace have scored in five of their last six trips, and they get Conor Gallagher back here, who wasn't playing in the semi-final. He is a difference maker, but I don't think it will be enough for Palace to get something here. I think they will be deflated, and there is a good aura around Newcastle. They just keep winning and I think this will be another home win for the Geordies. So Newcastle on the money line is my selection here for this one. Up next, we look at Manchester City at home to Brighton, where City are coming off the exit in the FA Cup, as predicted by myself. I did take Liverpool and Chelsea to get through to the FA Cup final, which is a rematch of the League Cup final. Manchester City are the 1-5 to minus 500 favourites to bounce back here at home on the money line. It's 6-1 to on the draw and it's 16-1 to here on Brighton. Obviously, if City drop points here, it makes Liverpool favourites for the title. So every single Manchester City game is absolutely key at the moment. I just feel that City are a team and Guardiola is a manager who seems to escape all criticism. They shouldn't really be in this tight of a title race with Liverpool. Liverpool's net spend is massively less than what Manchester City have spent. Whereas I do give Pep Guardiola credit and I would love for him to be the Manchester United manager. That's largely down to the fact that Pep Guardiola would be backed financially as a Manchester United manager and with money, we've seen what Pep Guardiola can do. But I think they should be more heavily criticised for the way that they lost against Liverpool. I mean, that was a semi-final that could have been six or seven goals. Um, After spending £700 million... How are two injuries an excuse that Pep Guardiola can use for losing this game? If De Bruyne, Rodri, Emerson, Mares are on the bench, why not start them 
and let the others handle the second half. You have five substitutions in the game, but you only use one. Nobody talks about it. Instead of paying 100 million in the summer for Jack Grealish, who's been a flop, why not buy two or three players in the squad that you need uh, for 100 million? If you look at the other side of the coin, Klopp got Salah, Diaz and Mane for the same price that City paid for Jack Grealish. Why did he pay Zach Steffen in goal? Klopp won the Carabao Cup with Keller. And if they want to play with them in the back, like they usually do with Edison, can Stefan handle it? No, he couldn't. That's why Sladio Mane slid in and scored the goal. So it looks like Pep Guardiola doesn't know how to adjust to individual members of his team. Why is Manchester City's academy failing under Guardiola? Where is his Keller, his Joe Gomez, his Trent, his Harvey Elliott? Where are these players coming through at Manchester City? And if Pep Guardiola is credited with improving players... Why is Raheem Sterling going backwards? Why has Gabriel Jesus done nothing here? Why is Jinsenko not improved? Why can't Riyad Mahrez carry a game at this point? What, what was the need to risk all the attacking players against Atletico Madrid, the most defensive team in Europe when you already had an aggregate lead? What's the solution to the problems if City do blow the league this season and they blow the Champions League as well? What's the solution? Spend another £300 million bringing Erling Haaland, a player who, yeah, does score goals, but is somehow injured all of the time, even though he's just at the start of his career. So the solution, once again, is to pay another £300 million to bring in Haaland and Christopher Nkuku and suddenly you've got players that you paid £100 million for last season, like Jack Grealish, nowhere near the team. So you can just afford to spend £300 million of fake money, which is completely against financial fair play because we know that Manchester City are showing bigger profits than clubs where there is no way they have bigger profits than them. So they are showing fake money that's coming into the club, fake investments, because we know that this is a team that cannot even sell out their home games for matches like Atletico Madrid, for matches like PSG in the Champions League that couldn't sell their allocation of FA Cup semi-final tickets, yet somehow they are now the, the richest club in the world. There's there's a whole lot to, to look at here and criticise and to say maybe, maybe Pat Guardiola isn't a genius, but nobody's ready to have that conversation here at this point. So it's just a couple of things that I wanted to, to outline in terms of this um, this Guardiola worship and why I'm not 100% on board with it. Although I will say, as I said, I would take him as the Manchester United manager, but that's because we have significant investment there. We can afford to, to chuck another 200, 300 million at him and you can trust him with the money for the most part, even though he did end up spending millions and millions and millions and millions and millions on hundreds of millions on fullbacks and still couldn't get that position right for a long period of time. So, um, as I said, I will move on to this game against Brighton. Obviously, I think it's a game that Manchester City will win, but I don't think it's a game where they're going to be highly convincing. I think at this point of the season, it's just about seeing out results and conserving as much energy as you can. So I'm going to take Manchester City to win. And I'm going to tack on the under three and a half goals here to this selection. Under two and a half goals is actually a selection that has landed in eight of Manchester City's final 10 league games in the title race. So it shows that they are the team who are more so grinding out these results. Not to say Liverpool haven't. I've watched some Liverpool games where they've grinded out results at home to West Ham and against Watford. But here Manchester City are showing that they're really doing it with under two and a half goals landing in eight of their last 10. This Brighton team have only conceded 17 goals in 16 away trips this season. So they are a difficult team to break down. City have scored more than twice 
only twice at home in 2022, which is a very, very alarming statistic. And De Bruyne will be back for this game. He's a player who has scored in six of his last seven home league games. So perhaps that's a player that you may want to back or get into your fantasy team for this game. But I'm going to take Manchester City to win a game here where there are under three and a half goals scored. Taking City to win this game and tacking on that under three and a half goal selection does give you plus money here on this game because the bookies are still with the mindset that Manchester City are ripping teams apart and they are a complete footballing team and they can score four or five at any time and perhaps they will off the bounce back from the FA Cup semi-final but I'm not in that camp the stats don't tell me that the way City have played don't tell me that and the fact that they've been grinding out the results don't tell me that and Brighton's lack of goals conceded away from home doesn't tell me that so I think Manchester City and the under three and a half goals at plus money is the way I want to play this and I'm getting that selection at 11 to 10 here for the one. The final game is a must win for Burnley. They're at home to Southampton. They are the 7 to 10, uh, 17 to 10 underdogs, sorry, to get this win on the money line. It's 12 to 5 on the draw. And the Saints are the 6 to 4 favourites. Not sure I want to take Saints as a 6-4 to four favourites here. Yes, they turned up for the game against Arsenal, but I'm not sure if that's down to Arsenal being in complete free-for-all or Saints turning up for their home fans off the back of a 6-0 home defeat against Chelsea. They sort of owed them that performance here. I think they come a little bit down to earth going back to, to Burnley. This is a must-win game for Burnley, but... Without a new manager here, it's difficult to take them as well. I'm going to do something I rarely do and take this huge value on the draw as I really can't make a case for either team winning this game. The draw seems to appeal to me. You can get that at the price of 5-2 to two, plus 250. And I think it's worth sprinkling on that selection as I can't really seem to pick a winner here for this game on Thursday between Burnley and Southampton. That's it for this edition of the EPL show. There is no lock at the end of the show. As I said, your lock is over at BetMUFC. It is on the Liverpool-Manchester United game. So make sure that you go and check out that episode to get your lock this week in the EPL. I'll be back at the weekend with another edition of the EPL show and Scamessa Italia as well. As we have a little bit of a break, we have no Europa League. We're not overwhelmed with European action. I have got the BetMUFC podcast now and this one. So there will be a couple of days before my next show and I'm going to slot in the World Cup preview in that gap. So the World Cup preview, looking at those World Cup groups and the outright markets, will be available finally in the next 24 hours. That's it for me. Good luck of all your bets as always. And thanks for listening.